All right, welcome back. So quick recap. We opened up by saying, uh, when thinking about a business, what is the right model of humanity? And we picked ownership. We talked about how ownership is more advantageous to serfdom, which is a common model uh, used right now for a lot of uh, companies and society at large. And then we looked at ownership principles. If we're going to talk about ownership, let's actually get at what does ownership look like? What does, in this case, pristine ownership um, mean and what those characteristics are? And, and now we're going to talk about the comparison between physical ownership, which has been the focus to date, where we looked at, well, you could own property like a home, farmland, or a business. And what does that mean to do it with digital? Because the problem we want to solve is that right now, most forms of ownership is highly concentrated. And it's very hard to democratize it and to expand it to as many people as possible. So we're going to take a look at um, maybe the digital economy offers a new opportunity. And to examine that, I'm proposing, let's, let's, let's see where in the digital economy do we want to propose broad ownership. And there's three major layers, silicon, applications, and infrastructure. So really, they kind of go from the bottom layer is silicon, next comes infrastructure, and then the next is applications built on top of that. So silicon probably fairly straightforward it's it's capital intensive and uh, those little little chips it's kind of hard to say i own you know 20 of those chips and how do i get paid on those and it's clearly not something that's really designed well for you know broad democratic ownership now let's skip up a level to go to applications since that's where a lot of the conversation has been in web3 people talking about owning nfts or social media platforms or gaming platforms and saying we're going to now make those uh, ownable by their users and i think some of the challenges in terms of the checklist of criteria for ownership start to kick in in terms of now there's a involvement of stock picking the ease of purchasing and understanding well what are you owning um when you do own like gaming and also like an nft and also a social media platform like what 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 is that and, and I think they also have a, a challenge for many of them with sort of ongoing economic productivity. Many of them have their exchange uh, made, the wealth is generated upon exchange. You own the asset and you sell the asset. So it's a, a trader in, environment, which, which is fine. That is an important part of ownership is to be able to take the entire asset and to be able to sell that to generate wealth. But that's not the same as income generation. So the last one looks at infrastructure which seems to make the most sense if you pull back and use the analogy with um, uh, the physical analog uh, infrastructure can be bridges and roads and um, um, many of the things that a lot of productive things are, are, are built upon and they kind of like look like they could be both you know um, private or public but a lot of them are sort of, are funded as sort of a public a public good and I think thinking about compute and the infrastructure as perhaps a hybrid of that where there's a benefit to everybody, but it's not a public good per se, other than the fact that you extend ownership as broadly as possible. So the infrastructure, compute, networking, and storage. And what's good is all three are good candidates, and we're already seeing movements and successful models across pretty much all three except for 
compute. I think there are many attempts, and I think for all of them, there will continue to be many attempts. And I think coming up with the right approach um, is what's going to determine, you know, um, what's going to arise. And, and there might be multiple players in any one of these layers, which is still exciting because it's so large. Um, I happen to think compute is a really great way to index the economy. Like all kinds of things are going to run on top of it. And as things become more software defined, we'll see other parts of infrastructure start to eventually move and require available compute. It's, it's also very closely tied to continued advancements in silicon. So while people aren't going to be able to actually own in the silicon, they're actually going to actually own the benefits of these proxies. And there's going to be a lot of uh, innovations going to continue to happen at that layer. So let's pull back and sort of go through what does ownership of compute actually mean in a simplistic form, and then go through that checklist to see does it fit what that ideal state looks like, and then we'll drill in a little bit further. So imagine that ownership, democratic ownership, broad ownership of compute means that uh, in every home and office, they'll own a secure purpose-built server. It's just closed, they can't use it, and it does two things. It's connected to the power and it's connected to high-speed internet. And that server earns the owner specialized tokens when that server performs productive work on behalf of the network and on behalf of the customer. And then those tokens over time can then be exchanged for real money at the sort of decision or the choice of the owner of those tokens. So fairly simplistic concept, but I think if we start from the end, with the end in mind, everybody will have this server it just plugs in, and when it does useful things, we earn tokens, and then those tokens can then be traded out. And we already have things like that. That concept of, say, Bitcoin mining already has that flavor. So this isn't entirely uh, new, uh, but I think it is for this notion of compute. So let's go through the initial framework of pristine ownership. So is it easy to understand? So you basically buy a server, you understand other people's are renting it, and you earn money as part of delivering that productive work for those who are using the compute service. Okay, that seems pretty easy to understand. Uh, is it easy to purchase? Well, you go to a website, you put in your credit card, and then it'll be delivered to you. The total price of entry, it, it seems based on our actual prototypes for the service, it can start at $1,000 and it will decline over time thanks to those uh, advances in silicon. Uh, atomicity, so you can own an entire server. You don't have to have fractional ownership. A short productivity feedback loop. So you'd actually be able to see, you know, once the network gets going, perhaps even on a daily basis, how much is it earning for running compute that gets that runs on on that server? A flexible time preference. This was important because everybody, when you own an item, you want to be able to accommodate different time preferences. Uh, here, somebody can just earn it and then just choose to uh, trade that in for real money, or they may have a longer view. They may have a view of a macro view of what is going to occur happen on the network, and they may choose to hold it for a longer time period. And then the index value. In and in, in we talked about how servers or infrastructure are a really great way to index the entire economy, the digital economy, the more applications and customers um, are, are using that network, you're now not picking specific applications, you're just able to index all the broad sort of use cases of compute. So to me, 
Uh, this vision of a compute, if we talked with the end in mind of it's a server, you buy, you plug and play, you earn tokens, that seems to fit the nature of a great ownership, especially the fact that there is some tie to real world value generation. We know that um, SaaS application, gaming applications, data processing will always have some real world application and it's always going to be evolving. And so as long as um, people are coming up with new ways to use compute, sell those uh, services for money, this compute service has real world value in the real world which can then be translated into value for that ownership okay uh, so next is we're going to talk about why now is an opportunity for this and how would we approach this uh, as actually a you know viable vision of the future